Welcome to See Me After Class. This is a podcast by two New Zealand secondary school teachers based in the Southern Alps of New Zealand. We operate out of classrooms that look out over the most stunning mountain ranges in the bottom of the South Island. And it's my pleasure to introduce Renee Plunkett, who is a fourth year English teacher. And sitting here with me is Chris War, a teacher with 17 years under his belt from both overseas and here in New Zealand. And Renee, apart from being a teacher, is also an avid gardener. And Chris also enjoys triathlon. This podcast is about the day-to-day realities and joys and sometimes horrors of our teaching experience in the classroom. So we invite you to listen in and we invite you to give us feedback on what you hear. This is... See me after class. Hello everyone, welcome along to Term 4 Week 2. This is episode 29 of See Me After Class and hello Chris. (laughs) Hello Renee. How has your, um, well it's a long weekend here isn't it, or what some might call a bank holiday. Um, How has your long weekend started? I'm feeling quite proud of myself because I got out the um, hedge trimmers and cut the hedge like I said I was going to do, which, you know, I often talk about going to do these things. And um, and while that was happening, Ivan was out um, preparing our brand new vegetable plot that he's... um, that he's setting up in the back garden. So that was pretty cool. We were both out there doing gardening. How nice. That's funny. I've just, my family is visiting this weekend, my immediate family. And um, my mother got the hedge clippers out yesterday and trimmed my hedge for me. Oh, fantastic. That's (laughs) awesome. It's always quite handy. Um, Ours ours is one of those, you know, it's about, I don't know, it's probably about three metres high macrocarpa hedge. It's like... <laughs> it's not something you like. It's not not for it's the faint-hearted. <laughs> I, I felt like I needed to be in kind of abseiling gear to get to the I, top of it. I bet, cheapest. That's a big task to tackle on your own. Yeah, it was good. Oh, good. But it was a gorgeous day yesterday, so we um, managed to get out and about, which is nice. Um, it's been it's been a, a very I'm going to say it's been a very big week. It's been a um, a very busy week for us, but I mean, what week isn't? This mm. week especially though, obviously last week we talked about how um, we were going to begin working with about a roughly 90 to 100 um, year 11 and 12 students for their exams that are coming up given that one of our classes has uh, disintegrated. And how did you feel it went, Chris? Well, I actually really enjoyed it. It definitely Mm. took a little bit of anticipation and I know when we met early together on Monday morning to do the photocopying and, you know, clarified our last minute agreements about how we were going to run it, 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 I was a little nervous. But once we got into the flow of it and we got those hundred kids into the rooms or that big combined classroom and started rolling, the kids responded really well. Like they were highly interested and disciplined. And I felt like we got through a lot of the content. I think for us in English, because our English requires so much of the students to bring themselves to the work, uh, mm-hmm. there's, we, don't, we don't necessarily have that structured delivery as often as you might in some other subjects. So it was actually really cool to teach from the front a really structured approach to exams and know that the students were gaining really useful 
guidance from that. It felt good. And I know the students certainly in the way that they respect, respected the situation responded well. But I, I understand you also spoke to some of them. I did. So, I mean, in amongst the, 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 that big amount of teaching last week, the mass teaching I've been calling it, um, I, we also assessed some some speeches for, for these classes. And um, at the end of one of these lunchtime sessions, I, uh, I managed to grab a couple of the students um, from, not from my class, not from your class, from this other class, and uh, I asked them how they found the whole process and if they got what they needed out of it. Um, their response was really positive, and, uh, and I'll play that clip for you. Uh, Chris, I'm sitting here with some students who have been part of our mass preparation for exams and I thought I might just get some of their thoughts on how this whole process has gone. Um, so girls, I haven't taught any of you this year, but uh, how have you found this um, whole sort of procedure around walking through the exam paper? Well, um, coming into the classroom, seeing like obviously our class and two other classes, I was a bit sceptical because I didn't think that it would be able to run so smoothly and work very well because it was such like a large group of students and we're so used to just working with like 20 or so other students and not like 70 or whatever it was and but I think well so far it's been really beneficial because I think even from just the two English lessons we've had just going through one unfamiliar paper it's relieved a lot of like previous stress I've had about unfamiliar text and it's made it seem a lot like easier and not so daunting and it feels like we've learned quite a lot in just the, such a short amount of time and it seems like everyone's been working well together and it's been done really well so that we're maximizing all of our time like in previous lessons I think that like in our other class like time wasn't utilized as well whereas I feel like you get into the class and you do like an hour of solid working and you come away with quite a lot from it yeah I think it is also really helpful because you were just learning, well, there's like all of our three classes learning from one or two teachers, so we're all getting given the same information, whereas when you're like cross-referencing your information that you've been told from people from other classes, it can often get confusing because they're getting taught different things and different strategies, whereas if we're all learning the same thing, it creates a really straightforward guideline about how we're going to do well in our exams. Awesome. Are you looking forward to the fight? We've got our final session tomorrow. Um, what are you hoping to get out of that session? What is it that maybe um, do, you feel, do you feel might happen tomorrow with our final period together? Um, like have a new set of knowledge overall. I yeah. Guess. Like sort of... <laughs> There's that lovely bell, which we've heard for the second time today. Our session was cut short today because of a fire drill. Um, so tomorrow, hoping to maybe solidify everything. Yeah, and just give us like a step-by-step -step sort of guide. Not like, but just something we can fall back on. Yeah. Just to like, so we go in there sort of having an idea of how we're going to approach each question. Awesome. Thanks so much, girls, and I will see you tomorrow. That was good. Thank you. Even though we were doing this because one of our teachers has stopped teaching, um, 
actually, it's something I'd do again because it, it, it delivered a really mm. coherent message to everyone and I think that also gave them security. They knew they were getting the authoritative message about this is what the exams want from you. And also, I, I mean, one of the things that came up yeah. in it, the classrooms outside of that is that we went back then to their practice exam papers from last term and just examined the performance that they did with less preparation in the light of what they now know about how they should handle the exam. And it was excellent seeing them be able to evaluate their own previous work and identify the weaknesses and be clear about what needs to be done. I think I think it did a great job of building their security in relation to the exams to come. Mm. But we'll find out in yeah, January awesome. when their marks come out. Won't we? <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, like, to, great idea to go back and look at their work. My my class, once we got back together to just our class on Friday, um, they wanted to do the same thing, use that same structured process mm. with the essay paper. So we actually walked through the whole setup and starting phase mm. of that paper on Friday, um, just so that they could, you know, not that they really need that but I think it just gives them like you've said a sense of security just knowing some of those um, sort of approaches to the paper they can become automatic so that all they have to really bring is their thought about what they're yeah. going to actually write so um, my kids enjoyed it yeah. so much they well, I'll definitely it be, I mean next week when our classes when we reacquire all those uh, students from that other teacher um, mm. I will be doing that I'll actually sit them down and over a couple of periods just step them through write an essay and these these are the things that must yeah. must be included, and this is our advice about how to approach an essay question. I think that's um it's it, the stepping yeah. them through what they're going to have to do is I think a really worthwhile thing. It takes quite a lot of time, and it's quite focused, and it's also exhausting both for us and for them. But as long as it's managed properly, I think yeah. it's definitely the way to go. I'm feeling really happy about it. I'm feeling like these last weeks of their term before the exams are being used in really productive ways, which is pretty cool. Plus the speaking that's been going on has been pretty wonderful. Last week, I mean, my class had finished Mm. their speaking previously, but um, last week I was catching up with a couple of students who had missed their opportunity earlier. And one young man, William, brought along his motorbike and showed us some basic maintenance on his motorbike as a demonstration. And, you know, a a speech that's required to take three minutes took about 20 minutes. And it was just the most delightful thing, seeing him share (laughs) his knowledge. He is very knowledgeable and his passion for, for his dirt bike riding and his kind of ability to convey that to his audience it was just an you know it was I was seeing this young Mm. man 15 year old kind of acting as the man he will become and I thought it was great it was such a nice thing to watch there's been some really great moments through that hasn't there yeah there have been I mean it's been it's uh, uh, as I just mentioned before we've um we've been assessing a lot of speeches over the last week and um I mean some of my my students, my level three students, finished off their speaking this week as well. We were doing debating. It was just really nice to see them bring together kind of thirteen years worth of um, mm. English learning um, and 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 pre- and present what they know with authority. Um, and 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 the speeches that we've looked at as well during the lunch hours this week. I've actually I've I mean I always enjoy speeches. I like seeing our kids stand up there and confidently 
for some of them not for, for others it's a it's a really scary thing um kind of own what they know and what they think and uh and yeah it's it's quite satisfying i find speech speech is really a satisfying part of the year yes big challenge for the kids but i do definitely mm. believe that not only are they presenting work that often is a culmination of the year's work because of the way we do things it's all based around the uh, you know the, the single pursuit of a line of inquiry but also i think the fact that they have to stand mm. and deliver adds a human aspect to it it's it's their, them as their vulnerable selves mm. and the ability they have to kind of recruit all of their faculties to deliver something academic it's a it's definitely a, a, a thrill isn't it for us to be part of that mm, absolutely and I think I think I'll just quickly add there Chris I was um when I was watching the speeches that your year 11 students put together um, alongside like using their significant connections material where they pursue a connection across four texts and obviously a lot of your students looking at ambition given your course man they are very um, clear in their minds on their ideas it was so nice to see and so just it was a it was a real celebration moment I think of your course and what you've built with that class they were just delightful yes I do I mean I can't help but consider them achieving such tremendous outcomes as a compliment like I I, I can't not see it that way and although mm. their intention is simply to develop and to learn I, I take the inferred compliment when they're so passionate about the things that I originally introduced them to and also of course because they make it their own yeah. and they bring their own thoughts and ideas to it which of course is the most exciting part really yeah, absolutely. It absolutely is. So one of the things that's coming up for us this week, it, you know, I'm sure you, as much as we find it amusing to be able to say this, but we've got our school prize giving this week. So in the third week of the fourth term, we're um, having our end of year prize giving. And um, the no one can quite figure out whose idea that was, which is typical of our school. Things just kind of happen and everyone thinks it was everyone else's idea but the um the interesting thing about prize givings is that I try very hard about prize givings to take a really open-hearted attitude towards them some people have some quite strong opinions about them for very good reasons for a start I always want to say it's excellent that we all get together as a school and celebrate the highest achievement in the thing that we're there for which is academic pursuits and of course there are celebrations of students contributions to service and there's celebrations of students cultural capacities and contributions and that there are celebrations of students sport but the primary function of the prize giving is to focus on academic achievement and mm. I think it's as it should be I think that's the core purpose of our institution so at the same time, and we were just mentioning this before, there is the issue of the fact that we're there to teach everyone. We're actually there to celebrate everyone in some form, and the prize givings don't do that. They 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 identify the no. winners. And in education, there's always a significant tension there. And I know that the, the conservative view of education is that absolutely that's how it should be, that the only way that you can set up an aspirational structure in society is by celebrating and highlighting the highest achievement and being absolutely unashamed about doing so and I get that but at the same time I think always about every student mm. I teach and I think about every family of every student I teach 
And there are students who will be sitting in the school gym for prize giving who have given every bit as much commitment to their learning as the ones who are crossing the stage and who for whatever reason, whether it's for personal circumstances or challenges in terms of their learning, don't get recognised. And I, and I do not feel comfortable about us always elevating mm. those who sometimes find the academic achievement relatively easy as being the best of us. I don't know what you think about that. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I, I was just, I'm just thinking as you're, as you're speaking. I mean, I guess there are a lot of times where I don't feel the individual's success is um, recognised as much as it could be, and I think it's really important for us to do so. I think that, um, and I, I, I know I can say the same for you, Chris. I'd say mm. we do that in our classrooms. You know, with with the with the relationships we have with our students, we're we're constantly um, identifying those moments where our students individually um, kind of uh, uh, um, fulfil their sort of <laughs> potential. Um, but I think I think there's a lot to be said for the fact that you know there are going to be a lot of students sitting there that don't cross that stage, that have worked really hard, that their success, their um, efforts almost go unnoticed and I think you know it sends this message of sort of a well sometimes why do I why do I put in that effort you know why do I keep keep striving if it's not going to be recognized so that comes back to that internal um internal and external motivators but yeah I think yeah I have the I have the issue with 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 the individual's success not being mm, recognized it's quite an interesting I mean it's an interesting domain of conversation uh, I'd I don't think everyone should get a prize either. But this mm. notion that we sort of have, and it's a, you know, education is a reflection of society of the elevation of the winners and the celebration of thereof, has it certainly sets up an aspirational structure. And I don't think that, you know, if we have, for example, we have our school ducks, the person who's got the highest achievement for the year of all students, and I don't think there'll be any student in the room who will resent that. They'll, I think they'll all look at that person with admiration and respect, and, 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 that, that, and that it fits into a system of society where we know that some people are just extraordinary, and nobody has any difficulty acknowledging, acknowledging that. But I do also think that we have to be careful that we don't distort our mission when we start elevating these things because our mission is really about trying to get the best out of everyone and allowing each individual to mm. feel a sense of fulfillment and recognition for what they do bring to the school community and at the same time I mean just like you were saying there isn't the need always to get a prize to feel fulfilled I think William who presented his speech where he showed us how to maintain a dirt bike is probably going to feel as satisfied with his work on that day knowing that it was good not necessarily having to be told so um then as someone who might get a, an academic or a sporting award mm, absolutely and i think you know it, it comes back to, yeah we've had this conversation before about mm. internal and external motivation and mm. it's um it's you know part of their journey learning how to develop that and, and hold on to those those individual achievements that they have um that they recognise in themselves and, and to learn to use that to drive them as well. But yeah, yeah it can there's, be. 
And thinking about it from the exact other point of view, those students who do get held up all the time as being the best at the things that they do Mm. often end up having to uh, manage quite high expectations or what they perceive to be high expectations of what they do. And I think sometimes they have less freedom to choose their own path because they... They, they have a sense that there's a set of expectations as to what path they should follow. And mm. so, yeah, uh, the, the prize giving kind of becomes the nexus for a lot of that. Yeah, absolutely. I um, complete, I completely agree with you. It's, it was definitely a little bit like that when I was at school, prize giving um, those. I mean, I'm sort of thinking of myself here, which is a little bit selfish, but, you know, you get awards and you think, yes, this is the path that's been set out for me I sort of have to follow it because otherwise I'm going to let people down and I do think that um, you know when, when students are constantly recognised like that it puts it does put a lot of pressure on them in that sense um, but nevertheless it is happening this week and uh, and on Wednesday night we'll be all all of us all the senior students their parents um, their families will be sitting in the gym um, yeah. and waiting with bated breath for some of those big major awards to see who walks away with some of those um, large scholarships and big trophies. Yeah, we've been speaking a little bit about speaking, and it, another thing that comes to mind is I'll be <laughs> finely tuned in my uh, listening to the teachers and adults who speak at the prize giving and mm. I'll be setting my expectations high and at the same time as setting my expectations high I'm going to have to prepare myself for disappointment aren't I mm. because quite often in those things the <laughs> adults speaking is just dire and yeah. I I mean we've just spent the last few weeks you know offering students opportunities to speak in front of an audience and I always note how much better they do that work than often the adults who teach them which I don't find acceptable and it's always great because there's always a speech from uh, two or three of the students usually um, head boy head girl and perhaps the representative of the board of trustees and those students at least we know when those students speak, mm. we'll get something really inspirational and mm. and that we feel admiration for. It's a shame that as a group of uh, adults, we don't quite set the same standards for ourselves, I think. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, I guess, have you been writing citations at all, Chris, for the prize giving? Uh, not this year. Oh, nice. Oh, I always like listening to I like enjoyed listening to them, particularly last year. I know that you had a big hand in them, but um, it, I always like to listen to those to see how they've been written as well. Just, you know, it's another layer of, of the communication yeah. game. Because we had to um, take on the work of another teacher, I said to the principal, who also was part of all of the um, interviews and processes around uh, the selection of the people for, for for whom we would normally write these citations, that maybe he could do it this time. And then I noticed the other day that his assistant was writing them. Yes, she has. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. I was just about to say, did you know? Uh, yeah. Yes, I was talking with her. I we. I, I see her quite a lot socially, right? Um, and she mentioned that yes, she had been passed that job. Um, <laughs> interesting, given that she didn't know anything about most of these students. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Oh well, no, it, it'll be... it's it's the it's the stellar leadership of our school striking again. Just <laughs> <laughs> another example. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. So, but no, right. it'll be it it will. It always is a nice evening um, and it's really satisfying for us to watch the, the, the achievements of our students celebrated. So Wednesday yeah. night, 7pm. 7, 7 
Yeah, and then we'll be back to school to carry on with the preparation for examinations, which yes. is good. And then the, that week will be the end of the year for our senior students, years 11, 12 and 13. So I guess it probably would be a good idea for us to ask a few kind of year in review questions mm. to those guys while that we've still got them about. So we'll I try and do so. that and bring those to you. And we've also got a new slot that we're going to develop in our podcast where we've got the agreement from... Anna, who we've spoken about a number of occasions, who often works with us as a support teacher in our classrooms, and she's agreed to uh, present some uh, messages from the front line of the classroom where she's in there with the students seeing what really goes on, which obviously usually escapes us standing at the front of the room. And um, so that's going to be a really interesting thing. And I think what we'll try and do is, is ask her to speak on her perspective on the topic of the week. So you'll be hearing from her too. Mm, yeah, no, it's going to be great. But um, yeah, final week for the seniors, uh, which brings with it the final Fano times. I know, Chris, on Friday mm. you guys had a really um, emotional final we long Fano. Yeah, yeah, do you want to tell us about that? It was very lovely. We, we uh, So it was the last long Fano that our seniors were going to be attending. And of course, the last long Fano ever for the students who are in year 13 and Fano is our vertical form class so they join that group when they're in year seven and they stay with that same group of students for the whole time at school and generally with the same teacher as well mm. so by the time they've spent seven years saying hello to the same kids every morning they develop quite a strong relationship with each other and that relationship really showed itself on Friday another aspect of speaking I suppose is we all did speeches mm. and talked about how important the older students were to us individually and in doing so there was a lot of really really touching acknowledgement of the students impact on each other and um, you know it was just like it was extremely sweet extremely loving we just had a quiet breakfast and sat around a big table and all just talked about Thano and each other and uh, and the value that we that we place in each other. I just loved it and I think that the fact that the kids made themselves available on that emotional level to that conversation mm. was a really good sign about the health of that group of kids and their relationships. So I thought it was awesome. Oh yeah, no, and I know that we talked about it on Friday and it just sounds it just sounded really beautiful. Mm. Um and so, yeah, my, my class also had breakfast, um, my final group, and we are sort of saving our emotional time, I think, um, until Thursday, which is the final whānau, um of, of our, you know, year 13's high school um, journey. It will only be about 10 minutes um, long, so we, we will do our, do our goodbyes then. But, um, yeah... I just yeah I know it's going to be I, I I think it's going to be quite emotional my students as yours are Chris they they come to know each other um in a way that's that's it's that's really special um they sort of transcend those boundaries of um age group and things like that and and I know that mm. some of my junior um, boys will be very um sad to lose to lose my year 13s this year so or our year 13s this year so it's going to be um it's going to be a, it's going to be a moment I think mm. and mm. I think it's really nice that we have the forum where we can actually host those moments for the kids mm. and let them articulate the things that are important to them because Definitely. I think Oh, I just as well, I mean, people will have guessed this by now, but I just genuinely think that most things should be expressed. So <laughs> this is a chance to do that, isn't it? Definitely, definitely. Cool. But no, um, 
it is a shorter week this week for us, four days, but I'm sure there'll be four very, um, very busy days with um, yeah. with, with this, this, these final preparations. I know the Year 13s have got lots of things planned this week, from dressing up in different themes every day to a final breakfast on the last morning of school. So I know it's going to be um, it's it's going to be a week to remember, I guess, in the school mm. year. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lovely week and also a busy week. And yes, as you say, and and, and I'm also with my classes trying to um, make use of every moment. Mm. I, keep, I actually say to my students that what's important isn't so much how they feel about me right now when I ask them to sit down last period this Friday, their last ever period of school of their entire lives. And focus on exam revision um no. <laughs> and I'll, it won't be their feelings about me at that moment that I care about it's that look in their eye when I see them on the street in 10 mm. years time and they remember that I was the teacher who was still doing his job on the last day of their school mm. life because yep. that'll be the thing they'll remember <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. and also you know we're trying to get them to that to, 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 to be able to open those exam results come January and have a feeling of satisfaction um, yeah, in the year of work. So, you know, there's I that, always, that I always say that on those last periods, whether it's the last period before the end of term or the uh, last period before exam leave, is that you just don't take leave before leave. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. <laughs> you definitely don't. We're, anyway. we're not the video. We're not the video showing teachers, are we? <laughs> no, no, we most definitely not. We most definitely okay. are not. Oh, well, anyway, on that note, let's get on with our days, shall we? Have a nice time I with your family. So. I will, and you enjoy um, you enjoy the additional day that we've got up our sleeve. Oh, certainly will. That'll be mm, awesome. Mm, and yep. I'll catch you next week, and hopefully yep. we'll have Anna Lara along with us in some form as well. That would be great. Really looking forward to it. Cool. See ya. I'll see ya. This was an episode of See Me After Class with Renee and Chris. My Twitter handle is at edutronic underscore net and mine is at renee plunkett too see you next week <laughs>